Hey guys, welcome to the CGM Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kurt Faylis, and joining me today, uh, a real treat, we have Hickson Frank, our new discipleship pastor here at Green Acres. Hickson, how are you today? I'm great. Real I mean, good. It is just so fun to to kind of hit pause and just have a conversation with you and um, let our audience, let even me just get to know you a little better, sure. get to know your heart for um, our church, your heart for ministry, get to know your family, maybe have a little fun uh, along the way, okay. and uh, just have a good time. I mean... Um, for our listeners or, or viewers who maybe aren't connected with Green Acres, um, Hickson, you've been on staff now, is this week two? Three. Week three. Week three. So yeah. we're just putting you right into the fire here saying, hey, you got to get going with us and let's put you in front of an audience and just say, hey, let's talk. Sure. And um, we'll let the middle school pastor come talk to you and see what, what I, I happens. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So um, I guess jumping right in, yeah. tell us a little bit, tell our, our, our listeners, you know, who is Hickson? Tell us about your family. Sure. Um, sure. Well, well uh, we'll make it easy. Um, Hickson Frank, I'm actually serving as the discipleship pastor, which is a, uh, a real treat because I get to speak into all the different ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife Margie and I moved here. We finally got all of our stuff. Okay. In a storage unit. Yes. And we're living in a friend's barn dominium. God, that's nice. Uh, it's, it's actually very nice. It's very nice. Now, with a barn dominium, does it come with livestock or is it just... There's no livestock, okay. but there is hay. Okay. You got to like that. That's There's a good hay. mattress. So the, the smell, it smells of livestock, <laughs> but there are no livestock. Uh, we have three kids. Uh, we're recent empty nesters, and um, it's awesome, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, our oldest daughter, Sydney is a worship leader in North Texas okay, um, and loves that and really blossomed and grown in that. Uh, Sarah Claire is our uh, youngest daughter, and she's a corporate recruiter, and she recruits um, therapists for kids who are on the spectrum. Wow. So it's a really neat ministry that she has, although it's a secular company, mm-hmm. it it's, uh, does a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Then our son, uh, Grayson, is a middle school minister. Hey, come on. Uh, at Prestonwood in Prosper, the North Campus, he just started, mm-hmm. and he's finding his way around just like just like I am. So wow. uh, that's kind of our family, yeah. anyway. Yeah, very very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple things that just jump out, and um, if you're part of Green Acres or, or you join us online, I bet it was September 5th, wasn't it? Was that or September 12th? What Sunday were you here? Um, in view of a call. That's a great question. My first Sunday was, I think it was the fifth. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And, and yeah. Michael, um, that was the United um, Sunday where actually Michael shared it at the 101010 vision for our church. And um, we got to meet Hickson and, and your wife and kids were all here with you and support that day. Yeah. Um, and so if, um, you know, you start to like this guy and you're like, hey, this is the first time I'm seeing him. Who is he? You can also go back to that sermon. Um, we have that on YouTube. Um, just reference September 5th. Go back, check it out. So you um, said if they start to like me. Fingers I'm assuming, right now. surely, maybe. Well, Fingers crossed. Uh, okay, that's um, fair. That's fair. Now, okay, three grown kids. You know, Hickson. Yep. For me, I, I'm just getting started in this game. I've got my my son's birthday's coming up, and I'll have a, a two year old son. And so you've got three adult kids. Yep. Um, I look forward. To, you, you said this empty nesting thing is a, a good thing. It's great. Um, you know, this morning with um, diapers and waffles with pancake <laughs> with syrup, you know, syrup all over the place. You know. Th- <laughs> One day I look forward to that. You know, I remember, I remember those days. I remember those days. And the thing, I, I immediately sound like an old man because uh, what I tell anybody in your mm-hmm. situation is the uh, the days are long, but mm-hmm. the years are short. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never wanted to be that guy who said, "Gosh, I wish I had those days back." I really don't wish I had those days back. <laughs> but it is nice when they've grown up mm-hmm. and they're out and they're productive. And uh, now it's more of a 
friendship. Yeah. You know, almost, almost mentoring. Well, and, else. and yeah. with all three of your kids, it, it sounds like, you know, they're pursuing Jesus. They're pursuing the call uh, uh, that Jesus yeah. has on their life to, to serve him and his kingdom where they are. So yeah. really, really cool, cool legacy you've already started. Um, and so that's your family. Do you have any pets? Are you? We have two pets. Okay. They are, I'm a little embarrassed. We have two multi-poos. What's I'm a, a grown man. What's a multi-poo? Well, it's a girl dog <laughs> okay, is what is. it is. Uh, and But they're the truth is they're awesome. They're named Bogey and Bacall. Okay. And if those names ring a bell, you know one's a male and one's a female uh, Hollywood actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are both two female dogs. And mm-hmm. we figured they're not going to know. They won't. So a little doggy counselor if that comes <laughs> into play. Uh, but they're great, and they're mm-hmm. really—they're my wife. We had a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. It's my Great Dane, and uh, anyway, she she basically tore our house up, and it was time for the Great Dane to mm-hmm. be adopted out. Yeah. So we did that and replaced her with two little yip yeah. yip dogs. Yeah, you went to the opposite end of the we spectrum. We did, we did, and it's still a little embarrassing <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm just sharing my heart. God, that's good. Know? That's good. Well, you know, I I'm, I have two cats, so whether you view, you know. I have two cats. You have two, what you described as little girl dogs. Girl that what dogs, you said? That's yeah. what I said. So, I said um, it. we, you know, we could match them up, you know, whose pet well, might win in a fight. Um, <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly. So pets are fun. Um, but I, I, I want to hear more about Hickson. How did you come to know Jesus? What yeah. is your faith story? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't grow up, uh, in church and my oldest brother, Stephen, mm-hmm. Um, through the influence of Fellowship of Christian Athletes, he was invited to a huddle, gave his life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really even know what that meant, but I watched his life change. Mm-hmm. And I've shared this really as often as I can because Stephen, oldest brother, is the one who introduced Christ to my whole family. Yeah. All three of my brothers, all three of his brothers, there's four of us. And so I watched his life change. Then some teenagers invited me to what looking back really is a revival service, mm-hmm. right? And I gave my life to Christ, and then it made sense what happened with Stephen. Yeah. And then my twin brother became a Christian. Our our middle, you know, the middle one's always the last. <laughs> so uh, our middle brother, who's a pastor now, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. the re- rebellious one, mm-hmm. uh, gave his life to Christ. And so through Stephen, and really through the influence of a friend and these teenagers who were brave enough to invite me to a revival, yeah, uh, our whole family was changed dramatically. Wow. And then later. My mom gave her life to Christ in her 60s mm-hmm. through the influence, really, of her grandkids. You know, grandkids have a way. Yeah. They, you know, you can ignore your children, but you can't ignore your grandkids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Man, that's, yeah, that's kind that's of powerful. Story. And one of the things I love hearing that, <clears throat> and you said this, was the power of that invite, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's right. Um, you know, some people, like my faith story, I grew up with, with Christian parents. That's all I knew. Um and grew up in the church. And so t- conversations about Jesus, seeing, yeah. you know, it was a Southern Baptist church. And so there was an altar call every Sunday. Every and, Sunday. Uh, and so that was very obvious to me. And at six years old, it uh, became very clear I needed Jesus. But um, on the other end, you hear so many stories in uh, teenage years, adult years of people who needed the invite from a friend. Just and, ask. Yeah. And that invitation, um, and that's all God's called us to do, is to invite, and then the Spirit comes in and takes care of the rest. And so this is really, really cool. Really, really cool. Well, I want to build on that, right? Because we know that that salvation is one part of your faith story, but um, what are three moments, you know, and I don't want to catch you off guard with this, but three key moments where you said, hey, um, your walk with Jesus just grew exponentially, or this was impactful. Um, Some people would call milestones. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, gosh, there's been so many. 
in all seriousness, there's several things, uh, life events, really, mm-hmm. um, th- that happened. Of course, the first one for me is is three months after I gave my life to Christ, my mm. father died. Mm. And and that's, um, you know, a teenager mm-hmm. needs his dad, of course, mm-hmm. but God replaced, figuratively speak, he gave me father figures. Mm-hmm. And so really his death and then God surrounded me with Christian men. Yeah. And as far as I know, my father mm. didn't know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, great man, mm-hmm. good guy. He was going to raise us to be hard workers and shake your hand and look you in the sure. eye, and we're just going to be good American uh, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but God surrounded us with men that love Jesus, yeah. and so that that allowed me to have a man of faith uh, mm-hmm. to look up to. So that was that's probably uh, probably one. Yeah, um, I think meeting my wife, mm. in all seriousness, and I, I'm not saying that for her benefit, but Margie is the, the finest Christian woman I know. Mm. I mean, she just is. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's taught me so much about discipleship, about authentic faith yeah. and watching her. Because the truth is, when I came to faith in Christ, I just started learning how to act mm-hmm. and how to behave and how to be a good kid. And and uh, it really was just a kind of a Christian version of my secular upbringing. Mm-hmm. Just, again, the, the goal seemed to be just to be a good citizen. Mm-hmm. And she started. I started watching her and her genuine faith. Yeah. I watched the way she treated people with kindness, everybody mm-hmm. with kindness, but it was genuine. She genuinely cared. Yeah. And I thought there's probably so much that I needed to know uh, just by watching her her faith. So mm-hmm. uh, those are two big ones. But then the I think probably the, the third one was when I, uh, I don't have a testimony where uh, I fell away and, and, and got crazy rebellious and then had this seminal moment where I came back to mm-hmm. faith. I had a very much of an internal struggle because I was a good kid. And mm-hmm. I I really, God needed me more than I needed him at the time. Mm. And so it was my junior year, mm-hmm. um, three or four years, two or three years after I'd given my life to Christ, where all of the rules and all the regulations were so empty. Mm. And that I, I, I didn't become a Christian at that time, but my faith became focused on the gospel. Yeah. You know, it became a spiritual endeavor rather than something I was to mm-hmm. perform for God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there, I, don't, I don't even know what, it was a summer of between my junior and senior years mm-hmm. in high school. And um, th- th- those things, and that, that led really to my senior year in college, mm-hmm. sensing God calling me to ministry, though not growing up in church, Kurt, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what a call was. I just yeah. knew I wanted to be in ministry. Sure. And I thought maybe I'm volunteering. <laughs> May, I don't know. Is it okay to volunteer? Yeah. Uh, to go into ministry, and so that's kind of our journey. My well, journey, and I, you you mentioned your your call or your where God kind of opened your eyes. Say, hey, this is what I want for you. I mean, isn't it? Oftentimes we're like, man, I just want to be excited. You know, I love being a part of the church. I love what God's doing. You know, how do I how do I just do this all the time? And um, sure. really, really cool. So. Um, School or just I, I have to ask because I'm one of these unique people, yes. probably the only of my kind that I went to a university that I don't cheer for, and I have I bleed the color of another university um, that happens to be a rival. See, I'm and I've shared this on the podcast before, and I apologize to all the Aggies. I did go to Texas A and M, but I, I somewhere I have a, an Aggie ring, I have a diploma, but I've always burnt, you know, bled burnt orange. Can you even say that online? It, it on is. Air? It is wild. It is wild. My, I have friends and roommates from college that still are puzzled by me, um, but they love and embrace me. Um, I, I but, like that. Transparency. I love yeah. that. So do you find yourself on that either side of that rivalry? No. Here's, no uh, well, so I have two, two of our kids went to UT. Okay. 
And so it was a tough weekend, by the way. Uh, but we went to UT. They went to UT, and so I've spent so much money there. It's hard not to cheer for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. But the reality is both of them, we said we would help them through any school except UT because mm-hmm. that's how I was. Uh, and then our, our uh, Sarah Claire went to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so m- both my wife and I are Red Raiders, okay. right? Guns up. Yeah, guns up. So, mm-hmm. But you know the thing about being a Red Raider, and I, I will cheer for them no matter what. Mm-hmm. I get it. They're not that good. Mm-hmm. I get it. But as I tell people in meat judging, mm-hmm. national champs. Meat judging, True story. It's an, it's an important meat thing. judging is a thing. I, I do so love good next barbecue. time you have a hamburger, you can thank your friends at Texas Tech <laughs> University. Right? That's so good. That's so so good. yeah, that's but that's our own mess. You know, we love it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll drive a long ways just to go see a game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really, really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you told your kids they, uh, you know, they couldn't go to Texas. See, maybe it's because I grew up, you know, all around church. My dad said similar. He's like, you can't, you can't go to UT. You got to go somewhere else. I was like, well, um, right. I've got a lot of friends going to A&M. That seems like a good place uh-huh. to go. And uh-huh. I just never drank the Kool-Aid, wow. which there's a lot of Kool-Aid for there those Aggies going right now. Um <clears throat> So tech for college, tech and then for college. jumped right into ministry. Just jumped right into ministry, mm-hmm. and that's what, um, uh, yeah, that's what I did when when Margie and I were at tech, and I had asked her to marry me already, mm-hmm. so she was locked in when I was going into business, mm-hmm. and then I snuck the whole ministry thing in, and she was already committed to me. Uh, so actually, in reality, <laughs> here that's our story, but the mm-hmm. reality is she was such a huge part of my call to ministry. Sure. And we we prayed it through before we were married, and and uh, she's completely on board. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I would I really would say this: she's and I'm a discipleship the discipleship mm-hmm. guy. She has shown me more about discipleship, mm-hmm. almost than anybody. Probably she and my oldest brother are the two people that I think they just do it. They just one on one. They have discipled dozens and dozens, if not maybe hundreds, maybe wow. over a hundred people. Uh, who could look back and say those two poured into my life like nobody else did, and uh, so yeah, jumped right into ministry. So, I, but I got to be a youth minister, mm-hmm. junior high, high school. Then I got to be the guy, then minister of education. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of got. Some would say I can't keep a job. Some would say <laughs> that. I would say that I have varied interests. Well, That's you're just you're say. taking your talents to all kinds. I, I, of, I, all why kinds why of would I seclude and, and just pigeonhole my talents? Exactly. Why not just share it with everybody? You're, Okay, so Hickson, I've got a yeah. little surprise for you. Oh, um, I love surprises. And this is just for the sake, maybe for my enjoyment, maybe um, our listeners, our viewers might get a kick out of this, but I put down 10 rapid-fire questions. Okay, and, okay. Um, you know, if you end up um, making some extra friends out of this, people okay. who say, hey, I agree with Hickson on the, his answer to this question. Oh, is this a right or wrong rapid-fire? Um, depends on how you answer some of them and depends oh. people's preferences. I, I mean... Don't worry, there's only wrong answers if you answer wrongly. Okay. Um, all right, so rapid-fire questions. Um, we're going to try to do these quick. Quick. And, so, and you have no idea what these questions are. I, I'm a little surprised you're doing this on air. Well, we'll but see. Okay, let's We'll go. see what happens. They're all theology Bring based. it on. Bring all right, on. first question. Awesome. <laughs> Favorite pro team, go. Pro team, mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, your ideal Saturday is spent doing? Uh, in the morning, early, mm-hmm. uh, out, walk, run, Let's call it a run for the sake of this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking my wife to breakfast mm-hmm. and then us going spending the day kind of wherever she wants. Uh, mm-hmm. But usually it's going looking at antiques, looking at houses, going to the lake, getting on the water. Look at you. That kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yep. Okay, good. Okay. Dogs or cats? <laughs> Dogs. Dogs. Okay. Unless 
Unless you're able to cook a cat right. Yikes. Uh, number salt. four, yeah. early riser or night owl? Early riser. Early yeah. riser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best book you've read recently? Ooh, uh, I Was Child. Okay. Okay. Uh, perfect vacation spot is? Sea Island, Georgia. Okay. Sea Island. Sea Island, I Georgia. I actually Sea Island. Yeah. yeah All right. And I'm a place. Texas boy, but I, I know what that place is. <laughs> uh, preferred caffeine choice? Ooh, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Uh, best barbecue you've had was from? Stanley's. In Austin. Stanley's. The one in Austin. Maybe I think there's one here too, okay. but I haven't been there yet. Okay. So it may be better. I don't know that. Oh, man. Well, I'm willing to try. I've got so many for you to try. Uh, number nine here. Favorite thing you've binge watched? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so uh, don't binge watch a lot. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, I got, I, it's almost a hard pass. I just, I, I okay. yeah. Okay. It, or that I can share. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. 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 Favorite dessert? Ooh, uh, don't mock me, but pumpkin pie. And you're right in season. Who knows? Pumpkin Maybe a pumpkin pie, pie is going to yeah. show up at your desk. I never soon. make fun. Anytime I go into a coffee shop, anything, and I smell pumpkin, it makes me smile. You know, a lot of the ladies like pumpkin spice. Stop with the pu- ladies <laughs> thing, Mr. Cat Lover, okay? <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Oh, good fun here. All right, let's talk shop a little bit. Let's good. jump in. You know, we've had some fun. Um, but really, the heart in this conversation, yeah. Hickson, is I want... Um, our people to be able to connect with you on, you know, what do you love so much about ministry? What's your philosophy within it? Um, these are loaded questions. Yeah, I yeah, no, that's that. good. No, that's good. And I, in general, I probably answer it this way in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the difference, but there's a difference between ministering to people mm-hmm. and building a ministry. Yeah. The ministering to people part, to me, is the it's the the secret sauce of ministry. And so, mm-hmm. to boil it all down, uh, my philosophy of ministry: people matter. Yeah. Um, uh, you'll hear me, and if you're ever in a staff meeting, you'll hear me talk about attendance numbers and baptism and all that stuff. Because here's what I believe: we can get callous doing that because we're just building an organization. But the reality is, is that when I talk about a number, um, the number 37, the 37th person that gives her life to Christ this year at Green Acres, that's a person. That number has a name. Mm-hmm. That name has a story, mm-hmm. and that story matters to God. That's and true. so what I love about it is watching people's lives get changed. That never goes away in ministry. In fact, if it does go away, if that doesn't float your boat or mm-hmm. charge your battery, um, you might think of some, doing something else. Yeah. And so people matter. Jesus died for people. That's awesome. There you go. So that, that I won't belabor so cool. the point. Well, yeah. and, and I think that's something that resonates um, – hopefully with every Christian, every believer, but specifically in our context here at Green Acres, I mean, we're seeing, um, I've been here almost seven years now, and I haven't seen what's gone on in the last year, um, in the previous years, where we're just seeing God move in a special, unique time in people's lives. Um, this past Sunday, we were able to baptize five people, mm-hmm. um, each with unique stories of how God moved, and, and there, there were young, there, there were kids in the baptistry, there were adults in the baptistry. It's just so refreshing, mm. and um, you know, your heart in that. I mean, you hit it on the nail on the head. I mean, these stories matter. They matter. You know, they matter. connecting to to Michael, the vision he shared and driven for our church is ten, ten, ten idea. Mm-hmm. Um, ten years, ten campuses, ten thousand lives. That's sure. ten thousand stories. That's ten thousand individual moments where yeah. God moved and mm-hmm. changed someone's eternity. Yeah, and it's hard and, not to be excited about that. From there, and yeah. like you're saying, families from there are changed. You know, one of the. The, the blessing of being a part of a church for a long, long time mm-hmm. is great teaching, great programming, et cetera. Blessing mm-hmm. of being a part of Green Acres. Yeah. The flip side of that is, is we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, without getting too serious, one of the things uh, that Michael and I talk about a lot 
is Pastor Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, the sleeping giant that is Green Acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the resources in the world, the, done excellent ministry for years mm-hmm. and years and years. What does God have next? Yeah. And if the the goal is to to actually do the 10, 10, 10, mm-hmm. to reach people, to change lives, w- w- what we dream about, and this is, again, not meant to ramble, but for us, the dream, and, and I pray it's for those listening, the dream, that if ever Green Acres was to be just plucked out of Tyler, mm-hmm. that Tyler would mourn the loss of Green Acres, not because we're big, and not because we can say, hey, Green Acres, yay, great organization. It's because the impact that Green Acres and the people of Green Acres are making for Jesus mm-hmm. leaves a void. Mm-hmm. It can't be filled with, with anything except Jesus-centered ministry. Yeah. You know? and so anyway, it's an exciting time, mm-hmm. and I realize that uh, for those of you that have been a part of Green Acres for a long, long time, uh, everything's new, yeah. new faces. Um, I, it's the only face I have, mm-hmm. but I do believe that the Bible is full of instances where we're looking forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we celebrate the past. We remember the past to keep our focus uh, and uh, to keep our um, the, the wheels on as we move forward yeah. to what God's doing. So anyway. I just have to add this. I, I had a doctor's appointment earlier today, and uh, I was talking to a lady at the office who's helping check me in, get all my paperwork. You know how that is. You go in, they got an sure. insurance card, address, all that kind of stuff. And um, we're having a conversation, and she said, oh, and where do you work? And I said, well, Green Acres, and it kind of opens the door. And she said, you know, we actually, my family, we used to go to Green Acres, mm-hmm. and just some different circumstances, we had to move a little bit, and we go to a church a little farther out of town now, and we we're just talking, and she was like, but we still watch every Sunday morning. My parents, they're, yeah. they're kind of homebound now, but we get, I go over to their house on a Sunday morning early, we watch Green Acres, and then I, we go to um, our church, and uh, she said, you know, I, I'm watching and it seems like God's up to something. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and yeah. it was so interesting to, to sit and, you know, it's one thing for us as staff members and, and mm-hmm. people invested in our church to say, yeah, God's definitely doing something. Yeah. But then when the outside starts to say, I can see it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something here. There's something exciting. Right. And um, kind of segment ways, I mean, you already answered this a, a certain extent about, hey, you've identified Green Acres somewhat as a sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously, you made a decision. You and Margie made the decision. Hey, we're going to come plant yeah. here in Tyler, Texas. Yeah. Because um, you haven't, you're not familiar with East Texas over there. Right? You haven't been here in churches no. before, and mm-hmm. um, and so you you've identified the. You know, hey, we're a sleeping giant. What gets you excited? Yeah. Uh, is there another part of that that about East Texas that's just unique that you're like, man, this is just going to yeah. be a, a neat season we're heading into? Sure. Um, selfishly, I think I've shared this with a number of people, but um, being born in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, it, it smells like home. You know, it just smells, it's the pine needles and so forth and the humidity in the air and the heat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it smells like home. Mm-hmm. And there there is that draw towards mm-hmm. that, but probably more important than that, there's a, uh, and talking to Pastor Michael, mm-hmm. He still believes in the radical nature of the gospel and how the gospel, um, we tend, I I tend to water the gospel down and Mm -hmm. and try to conform it to my image. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, no, we're, the gospel is what it is. And so the gospel demands we forgive one another. The gospel demands Mm -hmm. that we link arms with one another. Mm -hmm. The gospel demands these things that are so contrary. Mm -hmm. And I, I see Green Acres being committed to that. Yeah. And, um, again, without getting too heavy, that to me is worth the next 20 years of my life mm-hmm. um, pursuing. 
Yeah. Anyway. That's yeah. awesome. Well, and yeah. yeah, the gospel, it's... Was the same for the early church mm-hmm. that throughout the Roman Empire that was mm-hmm. establishing themselves in the different towns and, and cities throughout, and it was spreading like wildfire. The gospel is the same in the different spiritual revivals we've seen throughout history. The gospel is the same back with Billy Graham just a few years ago here in America, where we saw it change throughout yeah. our country. And who knows? Maybe the gospel um, we might get to see it change lives in a incredible, dramatic, ten thousand type way um, here in East Texas. I mean, what if, right? Yeah. What if? What a time to be here. Sure. Uh, you sure. know, Hickson, I have loved our conversation today, and we're just scratching the surface. But sure. Um, you know, I, I hope you listeners, viewers, maybe got to see a little bit more about Hickson, got to know a little bit more about him. I know you'd love to continue to meet our Absolutely. our people, and, and so don't be intimidated by him. Come talk to him, shake his hand, please, um, please do. Bring him some pumpkin pie yes. here. I think he'd yes. like that. Bring barbecue also. That's fine, too. <laughs> That's I'm super good fun. That. Well, Hickson, again, I've loved it. If you um, are new to our podcast, if you're just tuning in, make sure you know on YouTube you get connected with us. Subscribe, hit the bell to get those notifications. Follow us on Instagram at GBC underscore Tyler. And we can't wait to see you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode and joining in on our conversation. If you liked what you heard or you want to know more about Green Acres, go check out our website at GABC.org or follow us on Instagram at GABC underscore Tyler. Have a great day.